power. Welcome to the Accounting Automation Workflow Podcast. This episode of the Accounting Automation Workflow Podcast is sponsored by our launch partner, CorePay One. Picture your bank's bill pay, only better. Get built-in bookkeeping, payments, employee reimbursements, and more with CorePay One. With no monthly fee and unlimited users, CorePay One replaces slow and expensive accounts payable software. CorePay One helps you easily manage your clients' bill pay needs. The accountant dashboard is designed to let you seamlessly navigate between your clients and prioritize their most important bills while recording all of the essential bookkeeping data they need. With CorePay One, you can integrate with tools you're already using, sync your existing accounting system like QuickBooks or Xero to create one seamless automation process. You can even submit bills and receipts on the go with their mobile app, no matter where you are, using your Apple or Android device. Paying bills with CorePay One is easy. You can pay by ACH, check, or even international wire payment. And they even offer an easy way to reimburse your employees. With no monthly fees, per document scanning fees, or user fees, the pricing just makes sense. Head over to accountingautomationworkflowpodcast.promo forward slash CorePay. That's accountingautomationworkflowpodcast.promo forward slash C-O-R-P-A-Y. Automation powered accounting with CorePay One. Welcome to the Accounting Automation Workflow Podcast, where you can automate your firm one podcast at a time. We're on a quest to eradicate data entry through accounting automation. And I'm Heather Satterley. And I am Brian Clare. And here we are on this beautiful Friday. Is it beautiful where you are, Brian? It's beautiful here. We've had like this string of just gorgeous, gorgeous days. Yeah, it's pretty nice here. I think Celsius wise, it's about 23, which I think is around 75 Fahrenheit. That's nice. It's about the same here. I actually had lunch al fresco yesterday. Nice. So I went outside on my my back deck and and it was so nice. It was hard to come back in. Yeah. Anyway, so what are we going to talk about today? Client communication. Automating client communication. I think we have to be really careful with that, right? Absolutely. And I think it's not automating the communication with the client. I think it's routing the communication to who it needs to go to in our teams. Yeah, we talked about it as a couple of philosophies, at least in my mind anyways, but there's the, you know, sh- direct, directly like sharing email with everybody. So yep. you have your own inbox, but you're still sharing it with everyone. And then there's the shared inbox, which is one single inbox that everyone can manage. Right. And I think there's, I mean, there's pros and cons to both of those. If you have your own email and you're sharing it with other people on your team and you're right at the beginning of your automation journey, then my guess is that your best friend is that forward button. you just forward those emails to whoever needs to have access to them and that can end up with a super duper long email thread and i don't know about you brian but when i have like super duper long email threads i want to run away and go hide under something and not have to because i can never find anything no it's terrible to find anything that you want but there are caveats to these other ones that we're going to talk about but uh, right definitely prefer these over over forwarding for sure Definitely. So with some of these, like if you have an email, so we'll start with the ones that you keep your email and then you have the ability to share your emails with other members of your team. And we use a product called Outpost Mm -hmm. that's um, made by the same company that makes LivePlan, which is the business plan and KPI reporting software. Um, They make this awesome, simple to use 
product that allows us, everybody on our team can connect their email and then you can share your emails with your email inbox with certain members of the team. And then what you can do is instead of forwarding the email, you just can tag or assign, they call it assigning, you basically assign an email to a member of your team and then you can add notes to them. Mm-hmm. So and you have tagging and all the other normal things that you have in in your email program. But what's nice about that is you assign it to them and then they get a notification that you've assigned it and then they can respond right from that email as fr- from their own email. So it's like you assign it to them and then when they respond, say it was to a client, it would actually come from them and say, you know, you'd still be copied on it and be able to see it. Yeah. So, kind of- so, so Outpost, uh, you're saying you link your own email to it or do you have a shared mm-hmm. inbox? So we do both. So it allows you to do both. And that's the other thing that you can do is if you want to have an email account where many members of your team, you want them to be able to see every email that comes mm-hmm. into that email box. And we use that in our firm. We Every client in our firm gets a client name at SaturdayAccounting.com email. And we teach them whenever you need to force something that's not sensitive, like a receipt or you know something that the whole team needs to know. Mm-hmm. They can just forward the documents or whatever it is into that email address. And then anybody who's been assigned to it. So we we have teams. We work in teams in our firm. So their accountant, their bookkeeper, their CFO, and the partner will all be able to see all the emails in that email box. Yeah. So that's what group email works. And you and there's free group emails. So Google Groups. I'm a Google. You're Team Microsoft. Um, so we use um, Google Groups to do that to basically create a shared collaborative inbox. And then we're able to add that shared collaborative inbox to Outpost. And then we can share it with the team members that need it. Nice. I like that. Yeah, I definitely agree that like sharing emails across the team makes the most sense. Uh, It's all about like context. So for example, maybe you shuffle clients every now and again, right? Maybe someone doesn't get along with the client. They're still a good client. It's just the you know the bookkeeper and the the client's personalities don't match, and that happens, right? It does totally. So something like that, you can shuffle them. You can you know send that client off to another bookkeeper, and all that context about the client is right there. Totally. And another benefit is like if a team member goes on vacation and somebody yeah. has to take over what they're doing. So one of our team members is going on vacation in a week. And I've, I've volunteered to watch her email inbox while she's gone. I mean, she'll have her vacation responder, but I'll be going in to look for items that come in to those shared email boxes. Cause one of her jobs is for the shared email boxes. It's her job to go in and kind of look at what's come in mm-hmm. and then assign it to whoever on the team needs access to that. So we also use carbon, which when you think about it, you're like, well, why would you use two email <laughs> products? But the reason we do that is we don't want to clutter up. Like if you just did group, Googled groups and you had all of, you know, four team members on a Google group and they all subscribe to that Google group, you could all get every email that goes into that shared inbox in their own inbox. Mm-hmm. That's how it works, right? It'll automatically just send it. But what happens in that case is if everybody's getting that email, who knows who's responding to it, right? right. They're right. not connected on that email. They're getting it in their own individual inbox. So we could have, you know, duplication of efforts, just a lot of confusion. So what we do is we assign, everybody gets, well, people have the, uh, I get a digest because I just, I'm the CEO and I need to know what's going on. But our operations um, director, she actually monitors that group email and then she assigns it to whoever needs that information. And if it's something that pertains to a work item, in carbon, like it's something that we need for our work item, then she just forwards it into carbon. 
And then she assigns it from there so that it gets, it ends up on the timeline and attached to the client the way it's supposed to. So that works for us. I don't know that it's perfect. It's what's working for us. And I'm sure we're going to, you know, keep trying to make it better, but it definitely solved the problem of we need a place where every, you know, each member of these client teams can see all of that correspondent, all the stuff Mm -hmm. that's coming in from the client that we have to take action on. But then we have one person that's kind of managing it so that the other team members that don't need to see every single thing that go in, they're not, it doesn't clutter up their email box. Does that make sense? Yep. Makes sense to me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're on carbon as well. I like it. I think my team likes it. We were on front previously. We'll touch on that in a second, but uh, you know, you can share the emails as you know. Uh, everything goes on the carbon timeline for the client or that person. Yep. So it's all right there, all that context. So very simple to just go in and kind of see what's been going on with that client. And again, even if, if you know, if, if someone needs to copy me on a, on a client, they can just tag me or mention me on that email and I can go see it as well instead of having to go search for it. So I, I like it. Works well. But That's awesome. Uh, I- I use carbon too. And I think one of the things I would love to see in carbon and maybe it doesn't, and I just don't know, I don't think I don't know, but you could say, Heather, it does that (laughs) is I would love to be able to create rules. Like an email comes into carbon and it's a receipt or it has an attachment. I could say, take that email and automatically assign it to this work item and this person. Yeah, I haven't seen that it can do that, but I've definitely submitted that request for, for a feature before for sure. Well, Outpost can do that and it does. Okay. So we can have it go in and create rules so that it, it actually, you know, can do that. And actually I'm, I'm going to be talking a little bit later when we talk about our workflow of the day, how we use that, those rules to actually automate some of our processes. Yeah. But, nice. I mentioned front, right? Pretty similar to Outpost. Yeah. Uh, we've used it in the past. We, we did like it. Absolutely. Um, we were using it in conjunction with Asana. As you know, Asana is a project management software. Um, you know, we kind of figured let's uh, let's switch over to Carbon, see how it goes. It's going well, and you basically have those two apps together. But on on the front side, again, pretty similar to Outpost. You sign into your personal email or your work email, I guess. Actually, you could add your personal email if you want, um, and then you can have the team emails, right? So we had it set up where you definitely have your personal email attached, and then in the team section, we had like a hello at. Our, our, you know, our domain. So anyone that kind of emails in there, and it was mostly like sales stuff, but some clients okay. were doing it. Some clients were sending stuff there. So at least we can assign it to, you know, a team member who's responsible for that client. So pretty much the same as Outpost. You know, another feature I love about Outpost that is that it also has, like it also has a notes. So when I forward it or when I sign it, when I assign it to a team member, I can put a note they can respond. And we each get a notification when when we respond to each other, which is really cool. Did Front have that as well? The ability to do notes? I think it did. We were only yeah. on for a year. So gotcha. I may not have like dove into it uh, that much around the note piece, but I, I vaguely remember that it had that. It also has this cool thing. It has like a, it has a, I, I want to say it's like, it, I, I'm going to call it an audit trail. That's not what they call it. Actually, I'll just open up my outpost and tell you what it's called. Um, it is called the history. Oh yeah. The history. And the history shows everything that's ever happened with that email. And that's really helpful as well. Cause so if okay. somebody else responds to it, you can see the entire history of when that email first came into outpost and any activity that's happened with it. And I think that's a pretty cool feature. Yeah. And it also, if your whole team, like our whole team isn't using outpost because we use it for a very specific purpose. But one of the other cool things that it does is it also shows you the response time of your team. 
So like if I go in and I there's it has this dashboard that shows you, it's called analytics, and it shows you the average response time for your entire team, the average response time for individual users, how many conversations, how many responses, things like that. So we can kind of see how responsive we are with clients yep. and we can kind of gauge against you know, each other. And I think if, if everybody was in it and using it, um, rather than just a few of us, I think that would be more impactful to our firm. But I could see how with a big firm, that would be pretty amazing because you'd be able to, to see, you know, which team yeah. members are being really responsive. And if you have response time as one of your KPIs for, you know, this part of your mission of who you are, that could be a really, really important metric. Yeah. Uh, Front and Carbon actually have that as well. I don't know if you've dove into the, uh, the you I know, have carbon I a bit, but that piece. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so pretty neat. I'm going to give a shout out here to the Canadian company that's similar to, to Outpost and Front. They're called Missive. I've never used them, but they looked pretty interesting when, when I was doing some research, you know, a year and a bit ago when we started on Front. But interesting, kind of the same, same concept there. I think they were in the news recently. It's a hacker, hacker nest or hacker news, something oh, like that. Cool. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting to to see that kind of pop up for a, a you know a Canadian startup. There's a lot of really great Canadian startups right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm finding that more and more of the apps that that I, I'm interested in are, are coming from Canada. And the other country that's putting out a lot of good stuff is Israel. So mm-hmm. Monday.com is a it's a um, project management. It's actually a lot more than that um, app yeah. that I use for my consulting firm, and that's that one's out of Israel. And I did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. And Cashflow Frog, which is one of my favorite cash flow tools, is also out of Israel. Hmm. So, yeah. Cool. Fun facts about <laughs> Yeah, there we go. <laughs> accounting Automation Podcast. <laughs> Why don't we talk about the workflow of the day? Yes. So, accounts, let's talk about accounts payable and receipt capture. So, that's something that is a huge pain point for bookkeeping and accounting firms. Yes? 100%. And so you can use programs like Dext and Auto Entry and QBO Receipt Capture. Do you guys have QBO Receipt Capture in Canada? Yeah. yeah? Oh, cool. Come on. Come on. Give us some credit here. <laughs> Expensify <laughs> yeah. and um, all of those. And, and those are great. Those are really great. And, you know, there's receipt forwarding in all of those. But our clients aren't always, our clients are not always. As you know, they don't do what they're told sometimes, right? Yep. They, you say you need to send this here and instead they send it to you and then you have to send it there. <laughs> and so that can be kind of a, kind of a problem, right? Cause it just takes time and eats your time. I totally experienced that today. And, yep. and I had to tell the client like, Hey, here's your Dext email. Make sure you're sending it here instead of to me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So one of the things that I think is an awesome workflow is creating a way to auto forward receipt attachments to your accounting bill management software using rules so and filters. Mm-hmm. So with if you use Gmail, and I know a ton of you out there are using Gmail, you can create a filter that will, when an email comes in from a client and it has certain, certain words in it, or it has an mm-hmm. attachment, that you can have it automatically forward somewhere else. Now there are some restrictions because I know with with um, Google, it won't it, the um, with Google you have to be able to put in 
a code, an authorization code to get that filter to work. Hmm. And some of the apps like Dex does, Dex allows you to go in and they'll tell you what that code is and you can go back to your Gmail and, and put it in there. Some don't like QuickBooks online that receive capture. You never get the code, so you can never get it to work. Mm-hmm. But you can. what you do is you create those filters so that the email comes in from the client. And it could be that it comes in and you apply a tag to it. And it basically sends it from your email into the QuickBooks receipt capture so mm-hmm. that you no longer have to go in and manually upload it, which can take some time. Yeah. And you can do his app too. You can yep. do his app. Yeah, I uh, one that I've sort of been pushing with clients uh, when they go kind of rogue, we'll say, because we use Pluto for um, for you know bill payments essentially. We like to have them submit the receipts, and that way we can get them loaded in as bills, and and obviously do the payment through Pluto. But sometimes they go rogue and they do e transfers. It happens, right? They just yeah. want to send something right away. There's obviously a few day turnaround on a lot of these bill payment apps, um, but. These rogue ones, they they throw us off our uh, our game plan for bookkeeping. So one thing we've requested our clients to do is actually set up a forwarding rule anytime they have an e-transfer email that comes in. Because anytime you do an e-transfer, you get the notification to say it's been sent, and then you get the notification to say it's been deposited. Right? Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. So brilliant, I said, brilliant. anytime this email comes in, set up the rule um, to just have that auto forward into Dext. We use Dext with all of our clients, so. They've started to do that. And then at least we can actually see who they sent the money to or who they received money from because on the bank feeds, I don't know if you know this or if it's the same in the US, but it doesn't always show who it's to or from for the e-transfer right. bank detail. It's really frustrating. So this uh, this alleviates that pain and we're not as uh, you know as annoyed that they go rogue anymore, but now we have that information to do the bookkeeping. That's awesome. If you want to get super fancy or for some reason you can't get those filters to work and whatever you're using, you could use Zapier. So Zapier, you could create a trigger of the new email coming in either to Gmail or Office uh, or Outlook. I'm sorry. Um, if, if there's an IMAP app and then it comes in, you you have it look for a particular filter and then you have it send an email to Dext or QuickBooks Online or Auto Entry or wherever you need it to go, and that will work. So cool! I think that's a really great workflow, and I think that's super smart. Um, I'm going to share that Zap, where uh, the Zap that would allow you to have the email come in and then forward it out to the QBO Docs in the episode notes. And if you want it and you have a Zapier account, you can just click on it and add it to yours and you'll just have to make a couple of changes. Super simple, um, yeah. Your email and your filters that you can use it. Um, oh, I know what it was. I wanted to ask you, how do you like Pluto? I like it. I think it works. Clients complain. <laughs> I know that I think. I know it works. Sorry. I know it works. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, let's rephrase that. I do like it. I do like it. Um, Clients don't really like the turnaround time. And that's, I think that's just something that happens with all these third party apps. Cause like the mm-hmm. way that I've sort of understood it and, and been told by these apps is, uh, excuse me, there's always uh, the one day to like pull the money, one day to kind of go through their process, and then one day to deposit generally, right? Sometimes you can get it done to two, but clients don't really like that. But I sort of position it like, at least the client or your your customer or your supplier is getting that notification to say, hey, you're going to receive money or we're going to take money from you. And then it tells them at the end of the process when the whole thing's done. So I think that's that's a bit of a, 
something overlooked, I would say, by clients. Um, cause their yeah. expectations like, I want to pay immediately. I'm like, let's you manage know, your cash flow a little better. Actually, You know, what's interesting though, is like, I got an email, I had a client pay me with bill using bill.com. Yeah. And I got an email. It was interesting. I was like, this person paid you from bill.com and it will be deposited in like a couple of days or whatever. Like want it now, yep. click here to pay 1% and get your money now. Oh. Yeah. So okay. it's, um, and that was on my end. So I think that a lot of these companies, I know bill.com, you pay, like it's a, it's a pay to use, yeah. app. but some of these other apps like Melio payments, which is what we use in our firm, it's free. It's like totally free for our clients and for our firm. And there is a float, but that's how they're making, like, that's how they're making their money, right? Is on the float of the money. So, you know, I just explain that to clients and they're usually, they're fine with it. I'm like, you're not going to pay a monthly fee, but you're mm-hmm. going to have to wait, you know, from the time that you pay it until the time they receive it. And it's not even that long. I mean, it's, I think it's for ACH transfer. It's like two to three days. And then for a check, yeah. it's, it's not as long as, like you said, if your cash flow is really tight or, or something's going on, then you have to do a workaround, but we yeah. haven't had a problem with it at all. We haven't had really any complaints. Yeah, I think the 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 way I also position it is like the convenience factor of it, right? So if if we submit a bill for approval, they just one click approve, right? Right. Yep. Versus you know if it's a check, you got to print it out and hand it over to them, and they sign it, and maybe they forget about it and it sits on their desk. But this is just it's all online. It goes through their email, which they always sit in their email every day. Uh, yeah. So they can see that and just do the one click approval. So it's more of the convenience. The trade-off is time and sometimes right. cost, but most of these players are, uh, or apps are reducing the cost almost they like are. every there's day. Some, so there's some really good ones out there. Um, there's some really great expense apps that just make it easy. And like I said, they're low cost or, or low cost or no cost to the user of the app. Um, you know, there's core pay, which was Roger. AI that's out there. Yeah. They're great. And they do, um, they do both the bill pay and they do the expense management, which is kind of cool. Cool. Um, and then you're, you've, you're using Pluto. There's million payments. There's bill.com. Um, Veeam. Veeam is another good one. Veeam, Veeam is great because they do international. Some of them don't. Yeah. So Veeam will do international payments, which is fantastic. Who else? Uh, oh, there's uh WayPay was acquired by RBC. This is in Canada, but yeah, what do they call themselves now? Is it RBC Pay? Something like that. But it's basically the same as Pluto. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I mean, I guess it depends on with a. I would say the app that you choose for AP depends on the workflow of the client. Like, do you need one approver? Do you need mm-hmm. just the approval from the client and that's it, or do you need to have an approval from the purchasing manager, right? Yeah, and then the person, you know, the person in charge of the money, like the signer. Yeah. One, two, three approvals. Cause I think that's where they, they really differ. Right. Mm-hmm. Is in that approval workflow. Oh, another yeah. one that I, um, I've heard good things about too is mineral tree. Okay. I've never heard of them. Yeah. I have a, I know a few people that use it. I've never used them, but I've heard people like them. I don't know. We just totally went down. Yeah, ties into the workflow today. So. It does. Yeah. It does. So we're coming up to the end of our time and it's time for our automation challenge. You want yep. to tell us about our automation challenge? Yeah. So we're talking about customer satisfaction surveys. So if you're on, you know, Google so or Microsoft, 
You get the forms option. That's free. Absolutely. I mean, you're paying for it in your subscription, but we'll say it's free. Um, so yeah, you can create you know, a form, just ask a couple of questions about customer satisfaction, try to quantify it as much as possible, grab some qualitative information as well. Um, and then, you know, that, that can be sent back to you. And for example, drop it into an Excel or a Google sheet, and then you can do some data analysis on it. I love that. And I think it's so important to do those client satisfaction surveys a couple times a year, just because we may think we're doing great, but you really need to hear it from the client. Um, to in order to become better, you need to get that feedback from them. And, you know, I, I think not only that, I feel like those satisfaction surveys also send the message to the client, you know, that you care, right. Yeah. And that you want to do your best. So I think it just makes your company, even before they fill it out, it makes you look good. And this, the information you can learn from your clients is amazing. Cause we found, we found stuff that we thought we were really great at and our clients, they weren't like, Oh, this was horrible. But they were like, I feel like this could have gone smoother. It would have been nice if this piece be, you know, if this particular part of our onboarding experience went a little bit differently. And we were like, wow. And we were yeah. able to, it was an easy fix. It was something that we were able to take action on and and fix. And it, it actually really did improve that whole process. So if we hadn't done the survey, yeah. maybe it would have come up during a conversation, but it gave us the opportunity. The other thing the surveys do, which is even cooler, is that you can get testimonials. So at the end of each one of ours, it's like, do you want to, you know, do you want to say something nice about us? And if you do, can we share it? And then you can use that, those testimonials on your website. So it's good marketing yep. fodder. Yep. And I'll, I'll even add, I don't know if you do this for your testimonials, but you can add the link to like your Google reviews page or your Facebook reviews page right on the Smart. form. So it's like, click, takes them right to it. They put it in, click save, and then go back to the form and submit. Man, if there was a way to automate that, Brian, where they just fill up that <laughs> form and man, it just goes and it populates them all over the, you know, <laughs> all over those Google reviews, the yeah. profile. Yep. I think, I think you have to get a, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. No. no Probably. No. And it's not, unfortunately, it's a good thing that it doesn't work that way. Cause otherwise we'd have a bunch of bogus reviews, right? Yeah. Cause people would just make them up. Yep. Yeah. So I think the, maybe I'll, I'll summarize the point you're making was you don't know what you don't know. Right. right? So you ask yes. the questions. Exactly. Yeah. Could not have said it better myself. It's exactly. Right. You don't know what you don't know. And customer service is honestly what sets us apart in the industry. Absolutely. If you don't get customer service. You're not going to, you're not going to have clients for very long because there's yeah. counting yeah, is accounting. It's all about <laughs> yeah. how you deliver the service to your clients. I 100% agree. They they sign on for the person that they're talking to or like knowing that the person that they're talking to has the right team behind them. Definitely. So if they don't like you, they're probably not going to sign on with you. That's right. Unless they're price like shopping. Them, <laughs> and if you don't like them, don't let them sign up with you. Yeah. Yep. It's okay. It's yep. okay to not sign that person that you're like, hmm. This doesn't look like it seem like a good fit. I think that when you're first starting out, that's a tough one, right? Yeah, you're totally. like, I gotta take all the business. But as yeah. you grow as you grow and you're in the business for a while, you're like, I don't have to say yes to everyone. Which is kind of nice, to be honest. It's really nice. Well, so, this was fun. Thanks, yeah, Brian. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love it. Um, one thing new. Yes. We have so we use Airtable to track our episodes along with yes, uh, some do. Google Drive stuff, but we have an episode suggestion form. 
So we'll uh, we'll share that in the episode notes. And if anyone has a suggestion, drop it in there. We'll check it out and maybe it'll become an episode. Yeah. No, we want to hear. What do you guys want to hear about? What 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 things do you need automated in your firm that Brian and I could talk about? Um, totally want to know. So there was something else that I thought of, but I can't remember what it is. So we'll just have to, I'll remember before our next episode and, and uh, yeah. Sounds so. good. Oh. All right, everybody. My name is Heather Satterley. My name is Brian Clare. And this is the Accounting Automation Workflow Podcast. We're here to help you work less by automating more. See you later. See ya.